This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Settling in a new city can raise lots of questions. How does the bus service work? Can I join the local library? Where do I go to get advice on renting a home? Over the next half hour, the team from Citizens Advice Bureau bring you all the latest news and information of special interest to new migrants settling in Dunedin. Welcome to Resettling in Aotearoa with Citizens Advice Bureau. Kia koto, no mai ano. Welcome back to our monthly Resettling in Aotearoa show. Um, or Anna Tukuingua. I'm Anna, he kai whakahairiaho. I'm the manager at Citizens Advice Bureau here in Ōtipoti, Dunedin. Um, so yeah, here at Citizens Advice Bureau, we regularly get inquiries about trees and neighbours. Um, and this might be on public land or on private property. Um, and usually they're causing problems various problems um, and then there's disputes that arise from this. Uh, so firstly I just wanted to chat about um, the Dunedin City Council in relation to trees and um, can they help with your problem with a neighbour's tree. So generally the DCC will only get involved with issues involving a tree on private property if it is a protected tree or it's causing problems near a public road. Um, you know, for example, its branches are overhanging onto a footpath. Um, it, also good to know is that the DCC puts tags on DCC-owned trees. Um, and these might be ones that are on reserves or on streets. Um, and that's so staff and contractors, and I guess the public, if they want to, can identify them. So blue tags with white numbering are for reserve trees. Green with black numbering are for street trees. And yellow with black numbering are for bush or shelter battle plantation trees. So just as a note, you're actually allowed to plant a street tree on your grass verge. That's that section of grass that is outside someone's house, outside your boundary. So it's sort of DCC owned land, but you're responsible for it. You probably mow it, but you're actually allowed to plant them out, which is quite a nice thing um, to do. So you don't have to mow it and you can put natives on there or you can put fruit trees. The thing is, though, that you have to apply um, to the DCC for that, um, and someone will check it for, like if there's a water course running through it, maybe someone's st- storm water might go through there. You've just got to make sure that, yes, there's no drainage or water issues before they approve your request. And you can actually download that form from their website or, or contact them. Just give them a call on 477-4000 uh, and they can send you a form. Um, also, um, there's the possibility about of having a say in what is planted on DCC Parks and Reserve. Of, of course, there are design guidelines and cost implications, but on on what what the DCC Parks and Reserves would look like, and you know the feel of the city's parks and reserves. But if you have ideas on various trees or plants or shrubs that you'd like to see added into parks or reserves, you can actually let them know. Um, Also, there's the option if you would like to have a commemorative tree planted in one of the city's parks or reserves, you can also talk to them about how to proceed with that. Um, If you're having trouble seeing at an intersection because a tree is blocking your view, or you're having trouble walking along a footpath because of overgrown shrubs, or if you know of a park or reserve or a cemetery that needs to have its trees or shrubs pruned back, then you can fill out um, the tree inquiries form or the fix it form, and they're both on the DCC website. Or again, you can just ring them and ask 
how to do that. Um, if there's trees blowing over or fallen onto the road or a footpath that are causing problems for pedestrians or, or, or cars, you know, motorists, and that needs to be removed. So there's two scenarios here. One, if the tree has come from private property, the owner of the property is actually responsible and needs to remove it um, or arrange for it to be removed. And if no one does that, um, the DCC can arrange for a contractor to remove it, but they will recover those costs from the property owner. But if the tree is a street tree or a park or reserve tree that, that, that has fallen or is causing problems, then the DCC needs to be told about it so, is it, so that they can arrange for its removal. And also uh, mentioned before briefly that some trees are protected, um, which is again where the DCC would be involved. Um, and that is even if they're on private property. So, um, so before a person can maintain or carry out any emergency work on a pri uh, on a um, protected tree that's on private property or remove a protected tree, you have to get resource consent. And those types of consent applications don't have a cost, so they're free, but you, 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 it's very um, important to actually get advice from a resource consent planner before you do anything or touch a protected tree. So again, you can contact the DCC on 4774000 or email them planning at dcc.govt.nz. Or they've also got a planning inquiries desk in the customer services centre on the ground floor there in the civic centre. You could just pop in there and talk to them about it. Um, there's also a list of those protected trees on the DCC website. Um, and the last thing about protected trees is that there's a fund for maintaining these significant or protected trees that sort of, it's, I guess it's providing a financial incentive to um, to assist owners of them to keep them maintained. Um, you, you've got to submit an application um, and that needs to include a quote from an arborist before you do anything to the tree. And the maximum amount of that financial assistance per tree is limited to $250. So now moving on to trees on private property. If you have a problem with your neighbor's tree, what can you do? So ideally, like in any situation with neighbors, to keep a good relationship with them, the best thing to do is to first talk to them um, and try to agree on a solution together. But of course, uh, that doesn't always work. Um, and so we're just gonna look at a few different scenarios around trees and neighbors and your rights and how, would, how you would resolve those issues. Um, so can you trim branches from your neighbors, from the neighbor's tree if they're hanging over your boundary? So yes, you can. If branches from your neighbor's trees overhang onto your property, it's called encroachment, you have the right to cut them back to the boundary. But for the sake of keeping a good relationship with your neighbor, it's probably a good idea to talk to them about it first. Uh, when you trim branches overhanging onto your property, you have to do it from your side of the boundary, unless you've, of course, you've got your neighbor's permission to go onto their property to do it. Uh, and you must not do anything that kills the tree. You know, you can't poison it or dig up the tree roots that encroach onto your property. Any, any fruit or any cuttings that you trim from the tree, they actually still belong to the neighbor. So really anything, in fact, any part of the tree that grows over the boundary onto your property still actually belongs to the owner, even though you're allowed to cut it back to the boundary. So that's like fruit, flowers, branches. 
if you want to pick some of the fruit for yourself, it's always good to um, be considerate or have a friendly chat with the neighbour about it. Um, you know, you could offer to give them something in return, like maybe some herbs or flowers from your own garden, or if you're going to make something out of the fruit, you could give them a jar. And also, so theoretically, the cuttings that you chop off in that situation can actually be given back to the neighbour. Um, but you shouldn't just throw them over the fence. You um, you should really ask them and be considerate about where they might want them, but they are you are entitled to, to give them back to them. Um, so in general, you are responsible yourself for co the cost of trimming back any of those overhanging branches from a neighbour's tree. So uh, who, who pays to repair damage to your property? So if your neighbour's tree has caused damage to your property, like say it fell on your car in a storm or the tree's roots damage your drains, your neighbour will probably have to pay to repair the damage. If your neighbour's tree roots or branches have caused damage to your property and you trim some of the roots or branches back from your side of the boundary, you can probably claim back any costs associated with the trimming work. For example, if you paid someone else to do it. If talking to your neighbour is unsuccessful, you could try mediation, or after that you would have to apply to the disputes tribunal or the district court. Now, often that's the last resort in any of these scenarios going forward, and I'm going to talk about those options at the end. Um, so what can you do if your neighbour damaged your tree while trimming overhanging branches? So as mentioned, neighbours have to take care not to kill your tree or remove parts of the tree that are on your side of the boundary. If your neighbour unreasonably damages your tree and, or kills your tree, for example, again, by poisoning the roots, then your neighbour might be liable for compensating you for the damage they caused. You and your neighbour might be able to come to an agreement over what is reasonable compensation. And again, if you can't agree, the same options include mediation disputes, tribunal or district court. What if your neighbour's tree overhangs a shared driveway? Are you allowed to trim the branches back? So with shared driveways, the important thing is to keep them clear so that people's access to their homes is not blocked. If the tree is hampering the driveway access, like it has low-hanging branches blocking the driveway or is shedding leaves onto the driveway and making it slippery, then the tree owner, your neighbour, is responsible for having the tree trimmed or removed. Again, best to start by talking to them about the situation and try to come to an agreement about it. So what can you do if your neighbour's tree is dangerous? So if the tree has sharp branches or fronds or poisonous leaves or berries and it hangs over the boundary onto your property, again, you can trim the branches or fronds up to the boundary as we've discussed earlier. If you think the tree needs to be removed, you'd have to talk to the neighbour first. If you're worried the tree might fall onto your property, causing damage to your family, your house or, or some of your property, then um, you have to talk to the neighbour about your concern and try to come to an agreement about resolving the problem. For example, the tree might be really old and you know, it, it might be quite likely that it would fall onto your property in the next storm or during high winds, so you can try to get them to agree to cut the tree down. So um, who do I talk to if a tree is on a Housing New Zealand owned property and has caused damage to your property? So you'd have to contact Kainga Ora, who is, that is Housing New Zealand, 
Kaingaora, um, about trees that are affecting your property, and you can contact them via their website, Customer Support Centre. Um, just on, from their homepage, tenants and communities, and then our neighbours, and then that's how you, you would deal with that online. Um, and there's also more information there um, for neighbours of state house tenants regarding trees and storm storm damage. And if you're not satisfied with the response from Kayanga Aura, then you um, would have to make a complaint to them again on that same website, kayangaora.govt.nz, under tenants and communities, our neighbours, and then there's a link to provide feedback or a complaint. So what if your tree is getting close to overhead power lines? Who is responsible for trimming it back? So it can be dangerous if a tree is too close to the power to a power line. Um, and there's the electricity hazards from trees regulations that specify when a tree is close enough to a power line to want to warrant it being trimmed back. But if a tree is on private property, if a tree on private property is close to a power line, then the landowner and the distributor are responsible for ensuring the tree does not become a safety hazard. And in Dunedin, that's Aurora, who can be contacted on 0800 20, sorry, 0800 220 -005. But you're responsible for keeping your tree from going too close to the service line. So the difference between the service line is the bit that comes from the power, from your boundary in, and the power line is the outside part. So you're responsible to keep your tree from growing too close to the service part of the line. Um, and you are also responsible for keeping your tree from growing too close to your neighbor's service line. If your tree is too, if your tree is growing too close to a power line, which is the part on the outside of your boundary, then your lines company will tell you when the tree must be trimmed. The electricity distributor or the lines company will give you a cut or trim notice in that instance. Um, if you receive a cut or trim notice for a tree on your property, it is usually your responsibility for paying a qualified arborist to trim the tree back. The lines company can give you the names of qualified arborists in your area. If you do not follow a cut or trim notice, the lines company can arrange for the tree to be cut or trimmed and then they will actually bill you for the um, for the cost of that, including any repairs of damage or, uh, and for tidying up. In some circumstances, the electricity distributor, Aurora in this instance, pays to have the tree cut or trimmed rather than the tree owner. So the lion company pays if they gave you a cut or tree, cut or trim notice for the tree, um, and it's the first cut or trim notice for the tree. Also, if the tree was not part of a shelter bout before 2003, and if you if the tree is not part of an agreement between you and the lines company where the lines company has already paid and the tree is not part of a no interest tree notice. So the lines company pays for trimming the tree if the tree owner has declared no interest in the tree. So that means if you declare no interest in the tree, it means that the lines company can remove or trim it at their own cost, but they need still need your permission to enter onto your land to do the work and you can ask them to tidy up after they finish. And you can only declare no interest in certain trees, for example, a tree that is self-sown on your property, or when you planted the tree, you had no way of knowing it would grow near power lines. And if you want to declare no interest in a tree, you need to tell the distributor within 10 working days of receiving their cut or trim notice. 
And if your tree is growing too close to the power line, there are important things to remember um, that you must arrange for an arborist. You know, this is to be able to do it safely, right, rather than doing it yourself. So in these circumstances would be like if you've got the, you've received the cut or trim notice or the tree growth is within four metres of a power line. So the arborist is specifically qualified to do the work. Um, yeah, and if you arrange to have the trimming work done within four metres of a power line, you have to tell the power company or the line's owners at least three days before the work starts. And if you want to do it yourself, um, how much should you remove? Well, if the tree growth is more than four metres from a power line and you can keep yourself and your tools more than four metres away from the line while you do the work, you can trim it yourself. And how much you trim it away is up to you, depending on how quickly the tree grows and how often you want to go back and do the work. So what if in the situation where a tree is blocking view or light? So if the issue cannot be resolved through talking to your neighbour, then this would have to go to the district court. Okay, so this is one of an example where it can't go to the disputes tribunal. So the district court has to deal with anything regarding blocking view or light if you can't resolve it with your neighbour. And they may make an order to trim or remove a tree if the tree is unduly interfering with your enjoyment of your property, for example, because it is blocking the light or your view or you are losing sunshine. It's a good idea to get legal advice if you intend to apply to the district court. You have to remember that the court will not make the order if doing so would cause more hardship to your neighbour than the hardship you'd have to suffer if the court did not make the order. They also have to consider whether the tree is protected or has historical, cultural or scientific significance. If your neighbour's tree is blocking your sun or light, your neighbour might be liable for the cost of fixing the problem if they did not take reasonable steps to stop their tree from interfering with your enjoyment of your property. Otherwise, you have to pay for the work. If you got a court order requiring your neighbour to trim or remove the tree, you will have to pay the reasonable cost of this work. Unless the judge thinks it is fair for your neighbour to pay some or all of the cost because of the neighbour's behaviour. If your neighbour does not carry out the court order within 20 days or the period that the judge gives them and you get permission to go onto their property and you do it yourself, you can claim back the cost of the work from your neighbour. So as we've mentioned earlier, the first step is always trying to talk to the neighbour to resolve any issue with a tree. Um, you know, talk about how it is affecting you, also considering their point of view, and try to reach an agreement. Um, it's always the best to assume that the majority of people are reasonable and hopefully are able to see it from both points of view and come to a compromise. Um, for example, compromising might be your neighbour might agree to trimming the tree so it does not block your sun as long as you pay for it. But there's some valuable tips for dealing with neighbours. So, you know, stay cool. Resolving issues may take some time and often it's a good idea to sleep on it. Listen to and understand what the other person is saying, even if you disagree. You know, show show you've heard what they're saying. State your point of view and what you want calmly. Be specific and factual. Be sure of your opinions and experience of the situation. Um, you know, invite cooperative solution finding. Focus on ways to solve the problem to everyone's satisfaction. Be prepared to compromise. Take in the other party's perspective. Um, and you should avoid things like preparing an attack, labelling the other person, threatening them, arguing every point they make, or being defensive and self-justifying, and even denying there's a problem or minimising their concerns. 
So now in all those scenarios we've discussed, as we've mentioned, mediation, disputes, tribunal and district court are options if you can't agree with your neighbour. So um, you can only try mediation if you both agree on it. It's when both parties, when the parties in the dispute meet together, usually with an impartial third person who's a trained mediator and try to come to a mutual agreement. They're not an advocate for either party, but they will... Um, encourage both parties to discuss the issues, they'll define the issues, they'll think about possible solutions and they'll try to find a solution which suits both parties. Um, you can actually look on our website um, www.cab.org.nz or call us if you need to find a mediator. So if mediation doesn't work you can apply to the disputes tribunal um, and or the court and whether you apply to one or the other depends on the nature. So the disputes tribunal can can be applied to for a dispute over damage to property, for example, to drains, driveways, foundations and fences, and you are claiming not more than 30000 You can apply to the district court if the claim is more than 30000 and you want the court to order your neighbour to trim or remove a tree, or if you want the court to enforce a disputes tribunal decision. It's a good idea to get legal advice if you tend to go to the uh, district court, as mentioned. Um, they may make an order to trim or remove a tree if they if there is risk or damage to your property or harm to people or if the tree is interfering with your drains or gutters. If your neighbour is issued a court order to trim back the tree, as mentioned earlier, they should do so within 20 working days or get permission from the court to take longer. Otherwise, you can ask your neighbour or the judge about carrying out this task yourself. There are many other there are many articles on our website www.cab.org.nz about trees and neighbours um, and everything we've discussed today. There is also more detailed information and articles on the disputes tribunal, um, what they rule on, how to apply, all on our website. Um, and remember, at Citizens Advice Bureau Dunedin, we we help people to know and understand their rights and how you might be able to resolve your issue. We offer free confidential advice and information about anything for anyone. We're at 155 Princess Street. We're open at 10, we're open 10 to um, 10 a.m. Monday to Friday and close at 4 p.m. And Monday to Thursday, sorry, that's Monday to Thursday. And then we're, we're open 10 to 1 on a Friday. So call Dunedin directly on 471-6166 or you can use our nationwide free phone on 0800-367-222. You can also email us an inquiry via our website under the Find a Cab tab, which is along the yellow ribbon at the top. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook, CAB Dunedin, and on Instagram at citizens.advice.dunedin. Namihi kia koutou. Thank you to the listeners for tuning in and to Jeff and Otago Access Radio for hosting us this evening. Noho ora mai. Stay well. Matiwa.
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.